1: man it's thursday what's good ll nation welcome in i'm i'm gonna keep you informed as i can today but it's nba draft day um tad bit distracted to say the least lucky lucky podcast man left will be here shortly want to get started Give you about fifty minutes today. It's a slow news day. Some things we haven't had a chance to talk about because of the big news that came through with Marcus Freeman his interview. Other interviews by the beat reporters being released in the next coming days. I Think part one of Brian Driscoll's interview is up on the message board. So you can go check that out, man. <clears throat> we can still dig into some stuff man we can still dig into some stuff matter of fact <laughs> i was just about to say we are brought to you by adora whiskey AdoraWhiskey.com. it is that premium american whiskey AdoraWhiskey.com. and if you drink by all means make sure that you do so responsibly you gotta do it responsibly left we have some remaining topics and remaining comments from the previous two days of discussion around Marcus Freeman. So we're going to do some simple question and answers for people because it's amazing how you can communicate and convey things and the simplest things just people don't get it, right? That's right. So... Apple Podcast, Spotify. Make sure you go to YouTube. Thumbs up. Hit that for us. Helps with the views, right? Then we give you audio edibles each and every day. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. We're going to talk about restructuring of recruiting. What if I told you that the hire that is taking place right now is not good enough?
2: Hmm.
1: And just having a director is not enough. This director should have Minimum a staff of 10. Interns, students, GAs, analysts, scouring the country, scouring the country for film and young players going all the way down. They should be asking you about eighth graders right now. That might might sound crazy, Lev. That might sound crazy some people might say what looking at eighth graders yep yeah you should know who's in the pipeline right i'll give you a great example a young man that i have watched grow up he was born uh the coffee bro don't tell him you wasted the coffee bro oh no left." No. Left, not the half and half. That hurt. That hurt. Ladies and gentlemen, That that is the look of pain <laughs> that you are watching right now. <laughs> I know that look, bro. I know that look, bro. I know that. Oh, my God. Paper, Paper towels. <laughs> Take a moment of silence for the coffee.
2: Jesus. Okay, sorry. It just fell on its own. Your face gave it away. You know even <laughs> crazier? Can I get some more people? Uh, driving, taking my son to daycare and I look back and tap the person in front of me. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I got good enough reaction where I didn't tap it and do nothing crazy. Uh So they just got back in the car. But it's just been a tough day today. (laughs) Because I thought I was, you know, that's a 40-minute thing right there. You know, you tap my car, they get out. right? You don't know how they're going to react. You know, luckily I did it safe enough to where they nothing happened, so they were just getting back in the car, which is cool, but man. And then I'm sitting
1: here and the coffee just it's
2: a tough day, man. You know how
1: that goes. Isn't that crazy? Because you start to get the feeling like, man, let me let me pause and get control of things. Because you start to feel like, okay, crazy. Right, something's going on, and let me change the trajectory of this day. So that's what we're gonna do right now. We're gonna gonna pause for 10 minutes. Center yourselves, LL Nation. Everybody think good thoughts. Think about the greatness that's on the inside of you.
2: Yeah, let me clean this up. Give me a second. Hold on.
1: Focus (laughs) on that. We're going to get left an opportunity to clean up. And we're going to focus on the next national championship in Notre Dame. We're going to focus on a Notre Dame player standing in New York, raising the Heisman Trophy. Multiple first round picks in the NFL drafts in the future. Marcus Freeman bringing in five stars. Inhale, exhale, inhale. That's right, clean it out, clean it out. Good thoughts, good thoughts. That was brought to you by LL Yoga. Right, (laughs) we indeed said it different. Oh man, that is that is funny. His face gave it away. Ll Nation, I was like, yo, that had to be Brandon (laughs) Blizzard. Now who I needed that. That was for 35 years, right B? Oh man, oh man. (laughs) Oh wow, what a way to start a show. So, interesting dialogue, comments, like I said, for the last two days of us talking about Marcus Freeman and what took place in this interview with the pivot and other things answer this question left what is what is the culture <laughs> i got that question like at least 10 times bro For, and, and honestly it came from older notre dame alumni that reached out he's <laughs> like sean Can you please explain to me what you guys mean when you say the culture? In reference to Notre Dame or just in general? Yeah, just what we were talking about with the pivot interview. Go ahead ahead and give, because we're going to give question and answers. We're trying to simplify some things right here and explain to people what it is. We say the culture.
2: the culture is what will be the attractive piece, the the trend, the thing that is gonna reverberate to more than just the immediate mass media. So you got the mass media, the mainstream, you know the the things that you see on your channel news, the trends, the topics that you see uh, that catch on secondarily to the culture. So the culture is where you find your original, you find your authentic, you find your 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 niche things that eventually end up becoming mainstream. So before there's mainstream where everybody's like, oh, okay, I, I know that. There's the culture. Most things derive from the culture. Mm-hmm. A prime example would be rap. Rap is a cultural thing that has become a global thing to mainstream. Is an example of the culture. Things that you may find cool these days. Probably mm-hmm. came from the culture. Mm-hmm. Stains, lingo, styles. The things that we seem are trendy before they become re- re- <laughs> redid and remastered and remixed. It's the authentic Authentic, how do you say the trend or 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 what's going on right now mm-hmm. that stirs the pot. It's the butter to the cake. Before the cake, you gotta have butter. It's all the pre-ingredients before you put it together. It's the start. It's the foundation. It's what keeps things moving forward. The culture that we always refer to is a culture that we've been a part of our whole lives. Mm -hmm. And how our culture is reflected in Notre Dame has something to do with how well or how bad the recruiting can go sometimes. And Marcus Freeman getting closer to the source of what gets these kids' attention, what gets these kids talking about what's new, what's fresh, what's hot. The pivot has been one of those things that has been a good dose of culture for people to pay attention to. So for Marcus Freeman to know that with his genius staff of Amir Carlisle and say, hey, we can pull more eyes getting on the pivot than we can do on a CNN 60 minute all interview access. Traditional.
1: Traditional. Traditional.
2: Mainstream. Mm hmm. Kids are not watching CNN 60 minutes. No. All oh, access Marcus Freeman interview. Even though it's they'll they'll mm-hmm. may, they may take a clip or two because it's mainstream. They gonna come across it.
1: I'll say this: Deuce Knight and his father watched the interview. Exactly.
2: It's you reaching. Know what I'm saying? It's reaching. It's reaching more than just. If he was on
1: CNN, man, nobody's keeping that interview.
2: Nobody's giving it the the credit of oh, okay, because you know once you yeah. hit that level, you get. It. Remix, mastered, edited,
1: mm-hmm.
2: taking things out. We already did, we already know what that's like. When mm-hmm. you get on something like the pivot, they're gonna ask the raw questions. They're gonna give you the answers that you gonna want to know when you go on recruiting trips. So Marcus Freeman saw that as an opportunity. I can be myself. I don't have to wear the suit and tie, stand on no podium. I can give them a little bit of the real. Cause I fit with that where things are headed and I understand that. So I think having a knowledge of what these kids are interested in culturally gives Marcus Freeman another, another notch in the whole coaching scheme of why players want to be there outside of it just being Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. a lot of kids are committing to schools because of their coach, because of their position coach, because of the head coach. Hell, I'll play for Davo. If I was a kid coming out of high school, that's a. I mean, hey, look at it. Everybody that goes there got good stuff to say. And they win. So the culture that Marcus Freeman is developing is a mix between What's now culture and what's mm-hmm. attractive to these kids in recruiting mm-hmm. with a winning culture at Notre Dame that's that's been there, but is getting revamped, reconditioned, mm-hmm. reordered around, mm-hmm. represented in a fresher way. It's like we bought the little uh Middle class home in the neighborhood is it's okay, yeah, it's it's, it's cool. It's like an in Inglewood, mm-hmm. but they don't put that sofa Stadium over there now. So now that middle class little home, I got I got to do some things to it, upgrade it, raise a property, right. got to put a pool back there,
1: right, right, right. Put
2: a, put a put a put a put a little 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 back house. Okay, now this little middle class thing, yeah, it was making some money, but now it's making some money. Because mm-hmm. the area is going up. Marcus Freeman is in the landscape of like Inglewood. Yeah, so it's, it's culturally where it's at. Okay, we planted our flag and been there for a good minute. A lot of great things come through there. Okay, but now the area going up. NIL coming into the land. You got far coming in there. You got the forum being redone. You got all these Expensive things coming in. NIL's is expensive. Marcus Freeman, like, man, I'm not the hottest kid on the block no more. I may not have to, you know, I can't do all of. Them. I can upgrade this little shop, this little lounge, take it to the next level, add a patio. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, we get good customers. Mm-hmm. But we got to handle this overflow now. There's going to be a lot of traffic now. Got to upgrade. Got to get three instead of two bathrooms. It's two good bathrooms. Got to have another. But adjusting to that going to be beneficial to us because we are still in that area. We're not leaving. We're not moving out. We're not looking for other places to rent. We still there. Cause we've been winning there, but we got to kick it up and, and add some more uh, features to. We got to get an appraisal on it. We got to we got to go get an extra little twenty thousand for some funding,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But
2: when you build it, they will come, and that's what Marcus Freeman is doing. He said, "Listen, I'm building it. Come on down, Isaiah. Come on down, Rico Flores." on down Justice scott come on down because i'm building something that you're gonna want to come to yeah and i yell yeah okay it's it's cool it's cool but we got we got this over here though that's gonna take it to the next level and it's culturally fitting you know maybe you don't catch every phone call but check the pivot out because you check that every week anyway I'm on the pivot. Just in case you have some more questions, I'm on the pivot. Check me out. Dang, coach, you got on the pivot. That's cool. How you how you do that? That's the questions they ask in Marcus Freeman. How did you do it? Notre Dame isn't synonymous with stuff like that. How did you do that? That's cool. How did you how would you get your own apparel deal? Okay, maybe if that's possible for you, maybe possible for me. You bringing the pivot around? Shoot, you might start bringing LeBron James or something coming through. You might be bringing some stuff. It, it's it's the it's the the uh, just like scary movies. They say scary movies aren't scary once you see the monster. It's to build up the anticipation, the glimpses of maybe you see the monster, but once you see the monster, it's over. It's not a scary movie anymore. So for Marcus Freeman, he's building it up. He's building it up. Yeah, come on. I may not have the... I can't, you know, open up the the floodgates, but I'm doing enough things to make you think, okay, if I come... It's a little different. It's not the same. It's synonymous with something I can relate to. It's not like Notre Dame is this mythical Narnia that you got to be a... suited and booted, special type of individual that I just can't be the five star I am. Yeah, you got to have some suited and booted about you. But if Marcus Freeman is doing it and he can do that and then jump over here on the pivot, if he can jump on these, uh, go to the White House, if he can do all these movie premieres, he hang with the Mannings, he can do all these different things. Okay, maybe Notre Dame is a little cooler than I thought. I thought they just golfed all the time, and I don't even like golf, right? All I thought is they did, and they had no talent. I wonder. I mean, they, they building it. So what this yeah. is doing is building something they want to come to because of him and the things he's doing. You know, bring the barbershop in is huge. That's why he's every time. Marcus, Freeman, you stay with a haircut. You know, when you get Coach Kelly age, it's like haircut, you don't even know. It just you got the same hair every day. Marcus Freeman cut with the little little parts on time, you know, you mm-hmm. like oh they been fresh. Mm-hmm. Don't let him don't let us sign with Nike he gonna be rocking some green and white the Nikes and some Jays and something. You oh so it's at a right time. You see what I'm saying? It's at the right time. We get a new apparel deal. A chance for this apparel deal to have some common sense and realize where the money going to come from if you suit and boot your coach at a top five program, regardless of what school or what apparel deal we sign with. We top three in any apparel deal they sign with. It's not a name. So Nike going to have to go all out. That's going to add to the cool fact. Like we said, every kid without even a presentation is going to say Nike. They've done a good job at that. We don't even need to fake like, you know, and Under Armour uh he just got a chance with these kids though. No. It's Nike and nothing.
1: Like we said that, right? You just go vote in the locker room Nike under I mean Under Armour yeah, and Adidas like, why, don't even is have a chance. Boxes for? So funny. that's look, I have a simpler way. You have just explained it with clarity with bullet points everybody should understand what the culture is let me simplify if you are over 24 you no longer are the culture <laughs> I don't know if you know that yeah if, if you are 24 and older once you cross that line you know new you, you no longer decide what the culture is yeah you don't. you don't you don't and you have it for a long time
2: a long time
1: a long time. For it's on, been a long, it's been a be long time. It's been a long time since my decisions have impacted the culture.
2: It's like the flip phone. Like, you know, we got past what? You say 50? That mm-hmm. iPhone is real tricky for y'all. Yes. It's, you know, you know the, the letters look smaller. They got all these apps and widgets. But you get that same phone to an 11-year-old they be like, oh, just do, 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 do. oh, you do this. You can put your bank on here, you can do this on here, you can you can order food. You just like
1: what
2: this little one? Man, we had to flip. We had to page, and I just didn't
1: David Lowe. What you just said from a football standpoint. Because shoes. <clears throat> it makes a difference.
2: Hey, like like Adam said, David, you're over 24. You just don't. <laughs>
1: yeah, like you, you of can't. You understand. don't believe it. Of course, you don't you believe don't. it.
2: But you talk to these kids. But no, no, I would say this. Like, I'm not gonna go to a non Nike school
1: for the sake of shoes. Go ask Michael Shrewsbury what it means in the world of basketball. Oh yeah.
2: You think we're gonna catch a top five player? Like, Iron you know, no, no ass. As a big man, it's like James Wiseman, he signed with Puma or something. Other than that, a skill player?
1: No ass, a basketball player, would he rather rock Nike or Under Armour <laughs> on the hardwood? It, that's when you see the difference. It is
2: crazy because, yeah, Notre Dame is great, but then them kids be like, they go to that locker room and see them, the layouts, man. Of all the jerseys.
1: Man. They're right, like, man, let's
2: good. move on. Let's just move on to the next. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go over some film or do a workout. And it's like, it's, but you know, you go to these other schools; they got their stuff laid out. You got kids and their moms all jerseyed <laughs> up, hoodied up, big old family pictures, uh-huh. fresh Nike gears. Yeah, you go to Notre Dame. You get the one kid just, you know, chucking it's the shoes. Like, just I saw. You don't was- have no props for real. You know, we just get a little a leprechaun. You know, it's just. There was Nike. I just feel like Nike just has some just <laughs> better stuff.
1: It's so funny. Remember, Justice Scott hit campus when he was in March and he was rocking Crocs, and Notre Dame fans were like, What is he doing? That's see, that's the culture. Yeah. That that's how kids dress going to high cool. school. When, when I back
2: then, crocs was lame. Lame. You was a lame person with these are old. You got some crocs on them? Man, you got some crocs. Man. Fast forward, these high school kids got the crocs in every color with refrigerator magnets on it. Like what? Like personalized.
1: Crazy.
2: Colorways, per mix, match, like you name it, got the names in the spelled in the shoes. It's crazy. And I'm like, y'all would have been talked about when I was in high school, but I'm not, I'm over 24. You're not the culture. i no, am accepting it. I'm like, I'm catching up. I gotta give me some crocs. God damn. Every kid on my high school team got some damn crocs on. That's why my like, ankles is bad because you're out here wearing these rubber shoes. <laughs> don't don't come over here to practice talking about coach. I can't practice because my ankle hurt and you wearing these rubber shoes around. Wear some uh-huh. boots?
1: Uh-huh.
2: The football team got to wear boots for now on.
1: Yeah.
2: Because if something happened, I don't need you running in these little rubber yeezys, these rubbers, these mm-hmm. work shoes. Put some boots on. Right. And then, then we can talk about you missing practice from an ankle injury. You know, we got kids missing practice. They fell down the steps at school. How? You wearing them slippery, rubbery-ass shoes. Put some boots on. That'd be me off. Have a look, car every day. Look
1: at this. Time to grind. My son just bought a brand new yeah. pair of pink Crocs yesterday. And it's says, like
2: that, that swag.
1: My daughter has about 10 pair.
2: You know what I, mean? you know what I think? They do the they do they do the dirty forces. They love wearing dirty forces with a fit. When has dirty forces been acceptable? Mm. These kids or pro club, these kids wearing these big ass pro club t shirts again.
1: So Malik, explain culture. I gave it to you. If you're over 24, you are no longer the culture. Just try to keep up. That's
2: it. <laughs> like, yeah, you you just trying to keep up this man. Even me. It's like the older you get, the further harder to keep up it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I can keep up still. I'm not on the freshest things, but I can keep up. I know how to get to it. But once you cross shit, 35, now you really gotta ask, ask around. <laughs> ask ask a friend, ask a younger friend. What's new going on? Because it's impossible for you to find it. You're not going
1: to be able to find it. Hey, Adam Blair. Thanks for tapping in. Hey, you're the culture, Adam. You, hey, you are the culture. So, because you're gonna so,
2: find the next trend, the next funny video, to, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be easy for Adam to find. It's just gonna pop up on his timeline. Somehow. Me, I'm getting CNN and, and weight loss and hair, you know,
1: stuff and see. Mike Mike says I'm 58, so should I stop listening to Eric B and listen to Drake? Well, now that you know, Drake is no longer the culture.
2: Yeah, Drake old oh, now. He he trying it, to make alternative.
1: Yeah, NBA Young Boy is the culture now. Yeah, it, listen. And mean, I can't tell, <laughs> bro. I try to debate with these kids like, please find somebody better. You know, I hear the new Gunna is pretty fire, so I don't know. But, no, Drake is not the culture anymore. Drake is an old man. Drake just made good music. Yeah. Drake is an old man now. Drake is about to be on the Dusty's station in a minute, man. Can't do nothing about (laughs) it. No, you can listen to who you want to listen to. What I'm telling you is if you want to be in contact with the culture, You better lend your ear to what the culture is saying is hot.
2: Or if you want to know what these kids is, why these kids are going to these other schools, because guess what? Miami is talking about them, uh, us being an Under Armour school. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Georgia's Mm -hmm. talking about us being an Under Armour They They promote Nike. They're not promoting Mm -hmm. science, health, and math. What they promote, we have Nike. Look at our fresh Nike gear. Nike bought this weight room for us, like, you know. Look at all these uh, uh, nutrition bars and shakes we got by Nike. Like you know what I mean? Duh. They they like look. You gonna go to Under Armour school? Mm-hmm. They ain't gonna get you no money when you go to the league. You gonna sign mm-hmm. to Under Armour when you get out? Come on. Yeah. But that's what that's what these schools are winning kids over by. That's why you think these photo shoots start being big. And see,
1: this is what I was going through see, they didn't, they didn't This like this this is when you know people. Just don't understand, which is going to lead to my next question that was asked. Anthony, uh, not uh Anthony, oh, I'm sorry, said, I run from today's culture. That it's is trash. It's the same thing they said about you when you were that age. Older people said what you thought was culture was trash too.
2: Well, it is a little more uh No, it's the it's same crazy. thing.
1: It's a man, crazy. my my grandfather used to say some of the most disrespectful stuff about hip hop. Some am talking about more run he used to NWA was trash. Okay, but that was a di okay. The, no, the no, no 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 no
2: no no the, no, no, no. the premise any culture that's stop.
1: no let's stop let's stop because we we like to be protective of our culture. NWA was mad disrespectful to females, mad disrespectful, yes, and you can't even protect that. Yes, I don't care how groundbreaking they were. They were mad disrespectful to the culture, our own culture. Yes. So
3: I defended
1: it at the time. But as I grew old, I realized, yes. And Easy es album, as dope as I thought it was, was full of skips. There were some bad songs on that album. Yeah. So it's like our culture, everybody's culture feels like, oh, man, our culture was the best. Our music was the best. No, you had some trash music in your culture. You had some offensive music in your culture, and like you just wanted to defend it. Okay. If you're honest it about it,
2: a balance more in cultures and generations before the non-balance you have in this. No, no, no. there's just a, a lot
1: more uh, in her, less, more liberation and inhibition are gone now There's
2: there were no, there was there. nwa at that time but there was also aretha franklin yeah. and all that yeah. stuff and but now you got what's the what's the alternative my my my, my booty brown thing what's what's that song what, wait
1: a minute what's the, bro. wait a minute he said easy ease album give you a fill a feeling on what yeah that women know. are less than like what are we really about to defend easy ease music right now man? Come on, man. This, and we're gonna look at this with grown-up, grown-up grown eyes. But the even, even ease time—it was a
2: balance. There was a balance, especially it a if opposite. you have a daughter, you would not tell your daughter, "Go listen to that easy E." But it was the opposite to that at the time. There's no opposite today. There's no. That's all I'm saying. There's no. Oh, you talking about
1: the balance? Yes. that's there because, was. That's because yeah. now it has become so driven towards. This is the path to the money as far as content. This is the quick road. There is no lucrative road to be tribe called Quest. There is no lucrative road to be a backpacker. You know what I'm saying? It's only a few spots. It's okay. We got J. Cole for that. That's it. Right? You can't have a full native tongue of like five, six groups. Right? You can't have an X-clan.
2: Right, you because know the hey, fact <laughs> it being no balance. Yeah, fact, you yeah. had you know the yeah. group had big condition, then you had NWA, but absolutely. now you got less you have you have YSL, they all in a Rico case. Like, what is that? Like, it's mm-hmm. just no balance, no absolutely.
1: Balance. Man, the balance is out of whack, but the money threw it out of whack because these kids now don't meet the labels, they could talk about literally what they did yesterday in the hood go make something at home on a computer, put it out, and go make money and get shows off of it. That's when you, look, remember when you had to go through a full year of artist development before you even saw light of day? This is the balance. These are the checks and balances, bro, that no longer exist, right? Because it's the record labels that no longer want to invest in development, and they're saying, Oh, if we can just partner with you making music from home, that's less expense for us on our books. Now we're making more on the back end. So everybody is in cahoots, they can care less about quality, balance, development. It's all about the money. Is this this is the quick path to the money? And and that is. That's culture. You're right? And we look at it like, oh, man, it's not the same. Bro, culture is going to change. Culture, Man, my daughter at some point is going to make me a grandfather. And her child is going to look at her and say, man, y'all music was whack. The music that's popping down, she's going to look at her when she turns 16 is like, what in the world? Little baby is trash it's going to happen and whoever is the culture culture setter for them that's who they're going to love and my daughter's going to say y'all hip-hop is it's not good it's not like ours it's the same thing that happens over and over again bro our parents did it to us my generation did it to your generation No, it's the same conversation that can Everybody thinks what they had was the best. I can't tell, bro, I can't tell my grandfather anything about music. Nothing. Nothing. And I think I came from the golden era of music. When when R&B was actually still popping, left. Yeah. R&B was actually still popping in the culture. It's dead now. Man, if I brought R&B from the 80s to my grandfather, he wouldn't laugh, bro. (laughs) He wouldn't laugh. Like, come on, Sean. Really? So, man, which leads me to the next question I was asked. Sean, what do you mean that Notre Dame and its tradition is safe? In today's culture. What do you mean? What do you mean we have to be able to open up to the movements? As an alum, I I don't think this culture has some really bad things. I, I don't think we should do that. Dude, it's okay to come outside and be you in today's culture. Nobody's about to force Notre Dame to change who they are but you can't be scared behind the walls of South Bend and not tap into how to market yourself. In your YouTube feed is not good enough. If you're scared to tap into how the younger generation consumes information, you're losing. Whether it's TV, apparel, podcasting. If you stay behind those walls in South Bend, you're going to lose trying to protect tradition. Oh, we have to protect our tradition. What? The pivot is not about to make you change admission rules. What, What are we talking about? What are you protecting? What are you protecting? All of a sudden, oh, we come out we start getting on cultural podcasts. Now all of a sudden we're gonna to have to change the way we do business. What that's crazy. That's crazy. And Marcus Freeman on the pivot is a perfect example of that. Literally, I had I had to go back and forth with a very nice alum. Yes, he, he, he was 58, I believe. Very nice alum. He had a great conversation. Like, Sean, just need you to explain this to me. I'm a conservative. I'm a Catholic, and and I just don't know. You talk about connecting the culture and movements. Like, what are you really saying? And I'm like, man, stop being scary, number one. Just because you don't understand mainstream pop culture, you don't understand it, and you fear it. It doesn't mean that Notre Dame can't use it to its benefit. And hopefully the powers that be in Notre Dame see what happened. Ryan Clark has tweeted the most clips of any interview I've ever seen on the pivot. You know what that means? It's doing numbers. Yeah. The interview is doing mad numbers, probably numbers that the pivot is not used to. And Ryan Clark is oh, and Ryan Clark is like, I'm riding this wave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm riding this wave. I'm riding this Notre Dame wave. An SEC LSU guy is like, oh, we're riding this wave. Notre Dame is real. This brand is real. This brand means moolah, numbers, relevancy. So in order for that to hit Notre Dame in a positive way, moving forward, Notre Dame has to come out from behind its walls of this, we have to protect our tradition. From who? Culture is not like this invading force that's gonna knock down the walls of Notre Dame and who they are. That's not how it works. I'm sitting here, we're sitting here, spinning it different, non-traditional, talking Notre Dame, unlike anybody else in the way they talk Notre Dame, with our skin, with who we are, from an ethnic standpoint, cultural standpoint, and everything, and guess what? It works. Who knew, Left? Who knew it would work? Not being non-traditional talking, X's and O's, this coach, that coach, who knew that we could do this, and it would work? Who knew, Left? And we have 50-year-olds that watch, 60-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds. Because guess what? Content is content. Content is content. And Notre Dame's tradition and all its values are valuable assets of content. So are you going to keep it in a traditional form? Or are you going to actually allow it to be exposed to the culture and the younger people, so they can understand and see it in a different light? Or are you going to be scared and say, "Oh, we have to, no, we have to protect our traditions"? What what are you protecting? What exactly are you protecting? Loosen up a little bit, man. And that's what I told him, like, man, relax. Loosen up. The culture is not trying yeah, to pillage. Go, yeah, the, the culture is not trying to pillage Notre Dame.
2: and Maybe it's not letting go. Maybe it's an evolution. You know, a lot of people like to hold on to things they can connect to. And, you know, things evolve over time. Clearly, Notre Dame was like. At first, we need to have Touchdown Jesus be the center of the stadium. Now they replace it with a scoreboard. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, y'all not crying over that.
1: No. <laughs> you know what
2: I'm saying? So I think it's that they understand there's an evolution of things, but that doesn't mean they have to let go of Touchdown Jesus. is still there. and People still come, take pictures all the
1: time. Guess what? Can't see it in the stadium. Anymore. They impeded Touchdown Jesus for money. Did they not? Yeah, very true. They put technology before touchdown, Jesus did they not? So if it was if your tradition was that important, go take that scoreboard down. Take the scoreboard down. Take the scoreboard down. If tradition is that important, <laughs> yes. If tradition is so important, take that scoreboard down. Come on, man. Come on. Last but not least, because there, that's at least five questions I had, but this is the third one. <laughs> Left, I'll let you take this one. Someone asked me, said Sean, please explain to me what you guys meant when you said the pivot was a safe space for Marcus Frank. A safe space? hmm
2: I mean, you know, I think if anybody's talking on TV to any major corporation, you're just going to be a little nervous. You're going to naturally put on a different face for it just because you know what it is. It's Fox News, it's CNN, it's ABC. You just, anybody's not just going to go in there and just say whatever they're thinking. So I just think that's a little disingenuous of a question, I guess.
1: But it's not, I understood. I understood. But for, but but for it to be what
2: it is, I think uh it's a good opportunity for Marcus Freeman to feel more comfortable in a relaxed setting. Boom. He's not standing at no podium, he don't got no mic in his hand, he don't mm-hmm. got cameras and everybody, you know, shooting very Uh, specific questions that are trying Mm -hmm. to form narratives. I think the pivot did a great job asking a lot of open-ended questions to give him some time to explain. I mean, he was sitting in the coach's part of the locker room in a little circle. I mean, that's pretty safe to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think, you know, as an interviewer, you want to put your interviewee in a situation where they feel comfortable enough to to even go as in-depth as he did which is a, a bonus for yeah. marcus freeman because you know these major corporations aren't interviewing him in that little coach locker room in the the home side of the you know stadium they're not doing that they're gonna be in the big auditorium where they can plug up the thousands of different things they need and it's a it's a pretty intimidating setting. They cut the lights off. You know, mm-hmm. it's just you sitting across the chair. So it's a little different. Mm-hmm. And you got your Notre Dame polo on. And, you, you know, so, yeah, I think environment matters a lot when you're trying to get the right response. And the pivot did a good job at that as opposed to what Marcus Freeman is hired to do. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't hired to do the pivot. Mm -hmm. When you hired to do the the job as a head coach and you take these media, you got to think of your job. Shit, I'm (laughs) – Yeah, he's thinking of his job in the pivot, but it's, okay, I know what I can and can't say. In the media, he knows he can't say a lot. Even Ryan Clark said that. He was like, yeah, we got Mike Thomas. He go to the media. He give you as much as he wants as he's going to give you. Mm -hmm. But on here, he's like, man, I get to talk to you one-on-one. You cool, man. You going in depth. I didn't know you was this deep, whatever, whatever. So, yeah, that's just why you, as a, as Marcus Freeman, being conscious, he's like, this is a good way of me getting out there. He doesn't see the uh, Gillian Wallow interviews where they have great interviews, do great numbers, and people talk about it. He's like, okay, this is my version of that, and I think the kids will respect it uh, going forward.
1: For me, same space is something that I hope. Regardless of who you are, what culture you're a part of, I hope everyone has a safe space to express themselves in life. I don't care if it's a wife, a spouse, a girlfriend, someone that you feel like you can be vulnerable with, be truthful with, that's a safe space. Because when you you go to these corporate buildings, you're not about to act the way you are when you're at the bar with your boys. The conversation is going to be the same as if you're hanging out with the dudes you grew up with or if you're hanging out with your girl. That's a safe space when you feel like you can be yourself without being judged or wondering about how it's going to be viewed, how it's going to be talking about. And Marcus Freeman started off the interview saying, yeah, man, that Players Tribune interview, I'm going into it thinking I'm speaking to Notre Dame fans not knowing that it was going to be portrayed the way it was portrayed and bring all this vitriol from Ohio State fans. He learned very quickly. "Mm, When you're dealing with this media, it's not really a safe space. So let me really think about what I want to say in these interviews. He got around fellow football players that played at the highest of levels, came from similar backgrounds, all came from big time universities and they had something culturally that they can relate to that created a safer space for another conversation that's totally different than you get any other time you see him. That's a safe space. I'm sure Marcus Freeman has an extremely safe space with his wife. And I hope everyone has one or two safe spaces in your life because you need them. (laughs) You need them to be able to release and get stuff out and just have the opportunity to be yourself. So that's what we meant by the pivot being a safe space because it was a departure. A departure from what he's had. He has to represent Notre Dame all the time. Like You don't understand the pressure of that. Every time he speaks, I'm I'm repping Notre Dame, dog. I'm repping Notre Dame, and you can see he sunk his shoulders a little bit and was just able to be Marcus Freeman with his with some boys hanging out. Yeah. That's what we
2: wanted to see. It yeah,
3: what
2: we absolutely, to see. Uh, yeah. In the year was him being more comfortable, and this is building up into him being more comfortable in these situations because now the things he said on the pivot can reflect on the sideline as the year goes on. This is not yeah. different for you for the moment. We're yeah. going to look back at this in the season and be like, yeah, okay, I see what he was meaning It's coming to parent now.
1: hmm So when we come back, <laughs> no, I don't want to see Coach Freeman on Drake Champs. No. <laughs> No, nah, not a, yeah. See, now. see, that's you gotta pick and choose the right podcast. That is not the right podcast for Marcus Freeman or Notre Dame.
2: Yeah, we don't need him to see uh, no Don Julio. No,
1: no, and I love Drink Champs. Don't get it's, me wrong. Just he's not gonna be promoting those
2: no sports on there.
1: <laughs> right. So it just right. doesn't relate. Right, right. At
2: least with uh uh it is what it is with Mason Cameron. They got sports. It just be a little wild, you know. Facts.
1: Facts. Um, there's a few other mainstream joints. I would love to see Marcus Freeman on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Love it. You know what we used to do as producers? We would love for athletes to go on the Breakfast Club because they would open up and talk about stuff. That they would never open up and talk about during the season. That's right. On the Breakfast Club, because it becomes a safe space. They get real comfortable. Now you get some good convo and good content. So it is what it is. When we come back, recruiting, restructuring, and what's really happening. lucky Lefty, Lefty Podcast. <laughs>